Hello again, everybody. This is Mike Casazza from Earsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Happy Friday to you all. We made it. We will end another one of these weeks with another one of these podcasts, but this will not be exactly like all the ones before it. We will actually go outside the box once again, and instead of Chris Anderson and I talking to you about, I don't know, whatever it is you're supposed to talk about at this stage of this offseason, Feels like maybe it gets repetitive. We will once again incorporate a special guest into our conversation here. Did it earlier in the week with Dr. Scott Barnacle from West Virginia's Sports and Exercise Psychology Department and had redeeming positive feedback from that. So, as I said, in lieu of getting repetitive or just wasting everybody's time with some of our conversations, we're trying not to do that. I hope we haven't done that. Um, Hey, let's freshen it up and let's bring different voices and different ideas into the room. So we did that with Dr. Barnacle, and if you're interested or you want to learn more about the mental well-being right now during this pandemic stage, then it's a pretty good conversation. Um, Entertaining, I think. Educational, I know. I wanted everybody to understand and, more importantly, appreciate a lot of the challenges, but also conquests that happened during this time that maybe we don't think about. You know, We don't see people on the practice field or the basketball court or anything like that. It doesn't mean that they're not working one way or another to stay fit and get ready. And that's just not a physical thing. And I've gotten this sense with conversations with coaches again and again and again during this period that, you know, being physically fit is one thing. Being mentally healthy and able is another. And it does seem that WVU has a really good system in place. Dr. Barnacle and I talked about that, um, his role at West Virginia, what he's witnessed otherwise at West Virginia, and how he lends his assistance to other programs. And in addition, what are the topics? What are the conversations that do occur right now? What are the problems, the concerns, and the solutions? So as I said, it's a good educational conversation for the present. And then when we do get back into sports, there's some things that you can hang your hat on there too about, you know, what could seasons be like without crowds and fans in the stands? You know, what do audiences do to participants? And what might the absence of audiences do to those same participants? And then why is it so hard to play on the road as opposed to home? And how can someone just get the yips at the foul line, on the putting green, on the pitcher's mound? Covered a lot of topics. It was a great conversation. Got some feedback on that that encouraged me to move forward and bring in another guest today Chase Harler from the basketball team the past few years. Surely you remember him and unintentionally, but interestingly, part of our conversation talked into some of the mental hurdles that he encountered and overcame during his career, how it set him up to become a better basketball player and to put him in place to do what he's doing right now. He and a friend have started up Built Different, which is actually, it's going to be hard for me to explain. It's a training program. But it's not just basketball. It's skills and development. And again, in some of the mental and physical areas, don't let me ruin the explanation for you. Um, and Don't let my opinion or description sour his idea. Um, it's really well thought out. It's kind of exciting to see it on the ground right now and wonder what it'll look like when it gets going. And hopefully it does get going soon. But um, we talk about what he's doing and why, You know how he landed on this as his next career choice. And then we do get into some present and future basketball some fun conversations about, you know, his time as a player, you know, one big moment for him in particular. What's the offseason recruiting like with regard to adding a player to fill that 13th scholarship? 
what are those pickup games like with recruits who visit campus? And then how the heck did he begin dating his fiance, Lindsay Baker? That's at the very end. It's a tale I'd only heard about before and I finally got confirmed and I'm glad he did. So hopefully enjoy just another one of these steps to the side where Chris and I don't take up all the space and we let somebody else come in and share their thoughts and wisdom and ideas and experiences with us. So without further delay, this is Chase Harler and I talking about the past, present, and future of his life as a basketball player and a professional. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. We are back now with a special guest on this edition. You know him from the basketball court's shooting guard at West Virginia for the past several seasons. And now, I guess entrepreneur is the right word. He's Chase Harler. Chase, uh, welcome in. Thank you. And, and how is life these days as normal as it can be, or are you finding ways to stay busy? Uh, yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've been keeping myself pretty busy, um, you know, trying to stay in shape. You know, a lot of in-home workouts, you know, getting to shoot a little bit. Um, kind of just started a, a new new business, new chapter in my life. So, I um, mean, you know, that's been keeping me pretty busy as well. Let's rewind for a little bit. Last time I saw you was was in Kroger, I believe, which is weird because we've probably never seen each other outside of our natural habitat, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was such a crazy time. And I can remember talking and just saying, like, what's what's going on? What are you going to do? And I felt really bad about that because I don't know if you had any idea what you could do because at that point – I think the season had just ended. You weren't sure if you were going to get, you know, another shot at a senior season or even if you want to do it. Just go back to the the infancy of this this whole pandemic stage and everything that you were going through there. How much of a whirlwind was it at that time? Yeah, I mean, it definitely took some adjusting to get, to get used to. Um, I mean, we were ready to go to shoot around before. I know we had shoot around 1130. We're in the lobby at 11 and I'm scrolling through Twitter and, um, you know, the Big Ten canceled their tournament, ACC, SEC, and kind of was a domino effect until the Big 12 kind of followed along. We got a text message from our, uh, one of our coaches just saying, you know, go get your bags ready. And, uh, you know, the night before the NBA postponed their season. So, you know, I kind of had a feeling that the next day wasn't going to be great. But, um, yeah, it was just definitely a weird time. Um, kind of just sucks the way we were playing at the end of the year. You know, just came off a big win against Baylor. Uh, you know, planning about to play against Oklahoma, even though they beat us twice in the regular season, we 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 felt pretty confident about that matchup. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely just tough, and probably really didn't sink in for another. You know, after the season ended in March, man, it's probably a you know, week to ten days. I was really like, wow, this is this is really over. Let's stick with the basketball side of this here, because you all did kind of rebound toward the end of the season, and what you've said is what Huggins has said, and what some of your other teammates or coaches have said is that maybe you had gotten back what had tried to get away from you as a team during that little slide. Um, but, you know, a couple wins, some momentum, you're going into the tournament where you guys had been successful before. And evidently the last yeah. practice was dynamite too. And unfortunately uh-huh. never got to use it. How good were things going? Uh, yeah, we kind of have that, that little rough patch in uh, February, but um, you know, we, we, we were a young team, had a lot of new guys. So uh, I think that, I mean, kind of looking back maybe was kind of good for us in a way um almost up to that point you know we've lost you know a couple games i've never really faced and we're not playing like true adversity so um to kind of go through that that stretch and then kind of top it off by beating you know baylor at home um i i think that you know the, the direction we were going and the strides we were making uh, was definitely you know setting us up for a deep tournament run 
you quickly transition into, I guess, the instruction side of basketball now with built different. We'll get into that in a second. But going back to that conversation in the meat section of Kroger, I believe we talked about hey, would you go? Would you go play overseas? You had a little bit of curiosity about coaching. I imagine going overseas might be hard right now, or at least uncertain. Coaching could be there whenever you can scratch that edge whenever you want to. But um, here you are going down a different avenue. Um, how did you try to? for lack of a better phrase, figure out what you're going to do with yourself. Yeah. So I, um, like you kind of said, overseas is kind of a mystery. Um, I actually do have an agent, so, um, I'm still trying to do that. This is going to be a, um, kind of an off season, but I'm going to try to continue to build the brain obviously throughout the year, but, you know, kind of with the uncertainty, what's going to happen next, I thought it was kind of a good time to, you know, kind of do this now. And, um, you know, the reason why I really wanted to do, I know, I know my passion and my, my calling in life is to, you know, help others, you know, achieve, achieve goals in basketball. Um, but, you know, I, I still want to kind of, you know, play. I'm still holding on to that. You know, we have a small window to, you know, play basketball. So I'm trying to, you know, use all the time I have, but um, it's probably, I would say, you know, the beginning of right before the season of this, uh, my senior season where um, I was doing a few workouts back home and um, my business partner, Boyd Bobby was doing it for, you know, a year prior. And, you know, he kind of um, come, let me come home and help him a few times and, um, you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, I just thought that, you know, I enjoyed it. I was pretty good at it. And, um, I know growing up, I, I had people in the mentor me, um, you know, through workouts and stuff like that. So I kind of just wanted to be that, that's somebody for, you know, a younger player. I have a question. It's maybe like an observation, but you can tell me if I've got my head on straight. Are you ready? Yep. I watched your, I guess, unveiling video on social media and I saw the logo yeah. and I've gone around the website there's hardly any mention of basketball. Yeah. And, yeah, and like so, you're a basketball player and you would think, all right, he's going to teach me how to shoot threes or how to dribble drive or cut without the ball. But it yeah, seems like yeah, it's yeah, more than that. Great point. Yeah, that's a great point. So, I mean, obviously it's going to be basketball workouts. Um, I feel like just kind of my experiences with basketball, you know, who I've been around, um, I can, I can translate, you know, the game to a younger player, but um, you know, we're going to definitely focus on like the mental side of things as well. Um, you know, my, my first two years at WVU were, were pretty tough and uh, I put a lot of pressure on myself and um, kind of just dealt with a little bit of uh, some mental things. And, um, you know, I, it was uncomfortable to talk about early on in my career, but, you know, I overcame most of those. And um, I feel like my story, my, my, uh, my experiences can help, a, you know, maybe a high school kid kind of going through the same thing where, you know, if you see someone um, at my, on, my, on my on my platform, you know, willing to talk about it. Um, hopefully, it will you know open up a you know a younger player, you know, willing to go get help or talk to someone else. So sure, you're going to learn basketball, but it sounds like what you do outside those 94 feet, that's a huge part of the success or failure in the game. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to have um, we're going to try to have multiple resources for you know our clients or you know whoever really needs help. And I think the biggest thing we're going to do we're going to start a podcast. Um, it's going to be called the different podcast and we're going to, um, we're going to have different kind of athletes on there. And, um, it's not really going to be, it's going to talk about, you know, we'll, we'll obviously talk about, you know, their career and, you know, just about basketball in general, but we really want to dive deep into their mental side of things. So, you know, if they went through a tough time, what was that tough time and, um, how are they feeling and, you know, what they did for, you know, help, or maybe they didn't ask for help and maybe they can, um, kind of talk about their experience. And I think, you know, especially for me when I was younger, I, I learned best from other, hearing about other people's stories. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to use our platform to you know, bring athletes on and let them tell their story about, you know, their mental side of things. 
your career, some of the things you were talking about here with some of the, the mental part of it, there's probably two parts of your career. There's freshman and sophomore, and there's junior, senior. My observation, exactly, yep. you seem so much more comfortable and so much more confident your junior and senior years. What was the difference uh-huh. there? Um, to be honest, I think it was just, um, like you said, I think I was just, I felt more comfortable with under, in my own skin and um, kind of took the, the self-pressure off a little bit. Uh, my freshman and sophomore year, I felt like I just put an immense amount of pressure on myself to um, succeed where, you know, I was maybe too worried about what other people were saying, um, pleasing everybody and, um, you know, not really focusing on myself and, you know, and on the team. So I think my junior and senior year, I kind of just matured, um, understood that, you know, people are going to say whatever they want to say. And I think I, uh, I think I grew up enough to understand not to really listen to all that, um, kind of just listen to people that really care about me. And um, I think that was the, the world of difference for me, you know, my second two years, at, I mean, you know, after my two years at WVU, my junior and senior year, I think it was a, you know, complete, complete difference. One thing Huggins is fond of saying is that just control the stuff you can control, which is not necessarily what 14,000 people are saying or what knuckleheads are writing about you or anything like that. It's, uh-huh. can I make this pass? Can I guard this guy? Can I hit this free throw too? Is it is it that simple sometimes? It's just kind of realizing, like, the only thing that matters is what I do and my four teammates on the floor at the same time. Yeah, so I think it, I think it kind of depends on the person. Um, you know, some people do a great job of blocking that out, and then um, when they say they don't listen to it, they really don't listen to it. But you know, for me, you know, I would tell people I don't listen to it, but you know, I would listen to it, and it, it would affect me. So, um, you know, I think for me, it just took some adjusting, um, kind of just go through it was the best experience for me. Um, I mean, I knew I knew what it was. I had a feeling uh, when I came to WVU, being from West Virginia, you know, it was going to be a little bit added pressure, but. Um, until you actually go through it, I guess you really can't understand it. But um, to be honest, I, I wouldn't have changed anything. And, um, you know, without those kind of low times, um, the high times probably wouldn't have been um, as good. So the name is kind of cool, too, Built Different. It's um, It seems like just kind of a ground-up approach from the toes to what's in between the ears here. But you're doing individual workouts, small workouts, team workouts, things like that in the future. Where do you start with, where do you start with somebody – from this approach it seems like it's kind of holistic so to speak about if basketball is one part of this but kind of like engineering your mind a little bit too are our kids receptive to that or is that part of the trick too to get them to understand that so they don't have to figure it out maybe the way you did yeah 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 so um i think i think the biggest thing is going to be honestly the podcast so i kind of touched on it earlier but um just hearing other people's stories like i said i feel like young a lot of young kids the best way to teach them is to you know, share stories, share their experiences, and they can, they can kind of remember from that. So um, being able to tell other people's stories, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, obviously, you know, during the workout, possibly, you know, bringing up some of my scenarios, what I was feeling during certain times. But um, I think the podcast is going to be a great resource for, you know, anyone. Can you think of a game or a moment where what you're talking about helped you and got you over a hump? Maybe you made a shot, maybe a buckle down on defense, but where you kind of said, "Hey, I got this." Um, I would probably say the Cancun Challenge this year. Okay. Um, I think the um, and both and both first halves down there, um, you know, I might have missed a couple shots and um, didn't really play too much the first half in both games, honestly. And kind of just being able to, you know, block out things that would bother me in the past, and then come back in the second half and make an impact in both games. Um, I can kind of remember the first game 
I think we were down by like 21. We haven't hit a three-pointer all game, and I hit a three-pointer in the left corner, and it kind of got the run going. And then and the, and during the Wichita State game, um, I played really bad in the first half. Um, only played about two minutes and ended up playing, you know, I don't even know, probably like 15, 16 minutes in the second half and was guarding their best player and um, hit a big shot. So I think if, uh, if I was in that position my freshman year, uh, not playing very well the first half, I probably would have shut down. But as I matured, as I've learned to deal with some of, uh, some of my issues, um, kind of gave me the ability to, you know, kind of block that out and, you know, step up in the second half in both of those games. Last one in the business. I compliment you on the logo. It's pretty slick. It's going to look good on merchandise. So I look forward yeah, to what yeah. T-shirts and hats and everything. Yeah. So we have, we have T-shirts coming out. We actually got the package in today. We'll probably start promoting that a little bit this weekend, but um, you know, actually who made our logo, I'm a very, very talented young graphic designer is Logan Routh's little brother. Oh, yeah. So he, uh, he's actually one of my, my business partner. He was one of the clients. So, you know, he would work out with uh, Boyd Bobby a decent amount and um, kind of has his own social media page and does uh, edits for, you know, certain people and graphic designs. And um, he, you know, he messaged us and we kind of told him what we wanted to do. And he said he'd love to help out. So he's really been doing all of our graphic design, um, all the logos, all the way to post we, we plan on doing. And then um, the promo video on our Instagram was done by uh, Austin Michaels, who is the WVL you know, grad man, the grad assistant media guy for us. So he helped us out as well. The social media handle is always really important too. Um, be different LLC on Twitter. Very clever. Yeah. Was that was that intentional? Because you have to fit uh, the name into the into the parameters. Of how many characters you can have? That could be hard if you got a long name. But yours is kind of a double entendre. Yeah. Yeah. So built the actual name built different wasn't available on on twitter um so we had to go with be different but uh, my buddy and i boyd and uh, you know all my close friends and uh, we've been saying built different for for years now where you know we would we would text each other and you know i might text you know our group chat and just be like man rough practice didn't didn't, didn't play well hugs on me or something like that and, you know boy would text back and be like you can get through it. you're built different so um, one of the main things we wanted to do was not incorporate like a sport in our, in our, uh, in our main name. It's just built mm-hmm. different LLC because we were, I mean, if you really think about it, that mindset, that kind of lifestyle, that way of thinking can, you know, kind of help any way, any, any person in, in any walk of life for real. Mm-hmm. Um, want to shift gears here, but let's, let's kind of bridge topics. Um, basketball probably coming back sometime soon, but who knows what's going to be the situation with the crowds yeah. i've asked this to other competitors but can you imagine playing basketball competitive ncaa basketball with you know no fans or a half a stadium or you know kind of lukewarm fans who aren't sure how to act yeah i mean that would definitely be a little weird um i'm sure um a lot of players wouldn't enjoy that but at the same time i'm sure a lot of players would just enjoy to play again so i think that's a little bit of a toss-up you know what people prefer but at the end of the day i think a lot of athletes would wouldn't mind playing i mean i guess i guess because if you've been out of the game for so long just having the opportunity to play again would be great west virginia has i think you could say probably a pretty promising team coming back i might be underselling it there but it is may um but they have one scholarship left and huggins has been kind of particular about you know i don't have to add anybody i got a good squad these guys have been together they've earned their they've earned their chances to you know get the run out there. But um, let me ask you this. How, how tight is that core of players that you were a part of and that is still there? And to Huggins' point, how hard is it to find someone who fits and doesn't disrupt what 
everybody for the past couple of years has been working on recreating and putting in motion for the future. Yeah. So, you know, in my four years, I'd probably say this was the, the closest, one of the closest teams I've ever been on in, in my life. And um, I think that, you know, my junior year was just kind of a weird year, kind of, a, I mean, obviously a down year, um, the chemistry just re- really wasn't there. So it was definitely um, a, a nice breath of fresh air when, um, you know, the following year we had a great group of guys and, um, and that's why coach Huggins is probably one of, uh, if not one of the best coaches, you know, to ever coach college basketball is because, um, you know, you can have all the talent in the world. It's just how you use that, how you how you get guys to you know blend with each other, and um, it's like it's like almost like solving like a little puzzle. And um, you know, his 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 wins kind of speak for itself. Or you know, he he does a pretty good job at that. But you know, the guys coming back and like and the new guys coming in, it's just the, the core nucleus is very very solid. Um, I don't know a ton about the guys coming in, but obviously if they're going to come play at WVU, I'm sure they're um, you know great players as well. But no, I'm really excited for next year. There's two ways to look at this with what you just mentioned. Um, if a guy's a chucker and he can score and get you points and make threes, perhaps the, the players who are in there are smart enough and accommodating enough to make it work, not let one guy take over. But, hey, here's a talent who can help us win. Let's open yeah. up and make it work. Or that could be disruptive, and someone has to come in and say, no, I'm 113th. I'm not above or better than anybody here. I'm equal to. Um, I don't know. How do you think that works? Do you think it that's that's kind of like the like you said, the puzzle piece right now? What? What is the yeah. future with whoever they put in? Um, I mean, realistically, I think that um, if everyone kind of has the common goal of wanting to win, um, guys kind of take a back seat if they if they need to or step up when they need to. Um, you know, when we were playing our best basketball, everyone was just doing their role. No one was trying to um, do things they weren't good at. Everyone just played to their strengths. So, um, and then obviously when we went on our little run when we weren't that good, um, people, you know, everyone was kind of just playing outside themselves and. Um, you know, any great team, um, you know, everyone kind of understands their role and, um, you know, you can understand your role, but it's one thing to understand and it's one thing to accept it. And when we were playing our best basketball, everyone accepted their roles. The weird part about this now too, is that really nobody can visit because the recruiting moratorium and that's hard to get to know, Hey, can we, do we want this guy in our locker room or Hey, do I want to join that team? But part of the stuff that I've always heard was that when guys visit, whether they're transfer candidates or they're high school kids, you guys play pickup games in the rec mm-hmm. center, right? Well, with the practice facility, we'll just play pickup. Open yeah, that's what I meant. Thing. My bad. So yeah, what do you, yeah. I've go. heard like I've heard like amazing stories about that. That sometimes you can know right away. Yeah, this guy has it. No, he doesn't have it. And maybe hugs, you know, vets the players, or maybe you go to him. I don't know. But um, sometimes decisions can be made or at least formed as to a take or a, you know don't take this guy. Um, and you get to kind of figure out this guy could be a part of our future. This guy could not be part of our future too. What are those? experiences like what are those games like are they fun are they chippy are you making it really hard on a potential newcomer are you trying to let him you know get a couple on you so maybe he thinks about yeah, coming to so, campus yeah i mean all, all the games are, are really competitive um you gotta you gotta be a little bit careful with your full evaluation of an open gym game as well because um you know maybe a little bit of nerves are in it um obviously you're just coming in and playing with guys have been playing with each other possibly for like you know multiple years so you're kind of just trying to you know not not do too much but you know do enough to get recognized so um you know the open gyms are they're fun um i think mostly i think it's you know a little bit of you know how they play in the open gym but honestly there's just their personality in general are they are they arguing with the guys early you know the first game they're yelling at someone for not passing the ball are they um you know being a you know good teammate even though they just met the guy so I think a lot of things kind of play into the, the open gym recruiting vibes, I guess. 
last one from me here. The strange part about this, I don't know, this NBA experience right now is that there's no draft, there's no combine. The whole run up to the um, regular season could be pretty smooth as it relates to college teams and not having to worry about who's in, who's out. And that's something that Huggins kind of bristles about every now and then. But um, you've been here before where let's not let's not dig up skeletons, but there's been question marks about guys in the NBA. And it can be distracting sometimes, too, for guys who are on the team going forward now to know that Shibway and Culver are going to be there and aren't even experimenting right now, which means they're focused on what they have to do. And no one else is worried about will they, won't they come back? Is there going to be a hole in the roster or not, too? That can be pretty important for the team moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, testing the waters and um, getting the evaluation back. And, you know, if the evaluation is what you, what you expected it to be and you declare um, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, Oscar declared for the draft and, you know, pulled his name out, uh, rather quickly. So I think that kind of just eliminates the, the questions around, you know, the facility and the team. And you don't have to continue to ask, you know, each other, like, do you think he's coming back? Do you think he's coming back? They can, uh, you know, just lock in and, and worry about next season. Chase, busy man. Um, wedding preparations. Forgot all about that. How are those going? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to, things have been kind of weird, obviously, because you can't really go look at venues and everything, but, um, you know, we're going to look at a venue this summer, probably, you know, set a date for, you know, maybe, maybe two years from now, three years from now, because, um, Lindsay's going to vet school at, uh, Ohio State. It's one of the, probably the, if not the best vet school in, in, uh, in, in America. So, um, you know, she'll be doing that. So it probably have to be in between one of those years. So. Um, after we kind of check out some venues and you know sit down, and I'm sure she'll want to talk about what color flowers we're gonna have and everything. <laughs> and everything. So um, once 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 we get through all that, we'll we'll set a date. Actually, this jogged my memory now because I never got to talk to you after the season, but I had heard that when everybody was writing stories about your proposal and the way this regular season ended, someone had told me that you initially won a dare with her about dunking against her high school team. No, yeah. So we went to uh, we went to the same high school, but we went to a different middle school. Uh-huh. And you know we were you know it was eighth grade, whatever. You know we were texting, you know, how, whatever, however that goes. And uh, <laughs> I texted her. And I was like, uh, I was like, if I dunk against your your middle school team, you gotta you gotta date me. And she was like, ah, okay. Oh. Okay. And prior and prior to that, I probably dunked maybe once. I probably dunked maybe once in a game. Not, not even a game. I've never dunked in a game in eighth grade. I probably dunked maybe once in practice. I don't even know. It probably wasn't even considered a dunk. But I, uh, you know, went up and tried to dunk it, and I actually missed it. But I got my own rebound and, you know, finished, finished it. But after the game, I, I still sweet-talked her and, uh, you know, starting to date me. That is high-level confidence. That is a perfect ribbon to put on this right now. It ties everything <laughs> all It ties it all together here. Uh, hey, yeah. one more one more time. Where can people find information for you? How can they reach out if they are interested in lining up with you and Built Different moving forward? Yeah, so our, our website is builtdifferentllc.com. Um, our Twitter handle is uh, B, just the letter B, B Different LLC. And then you can find us on Facebook at Built Different LLC. And then Instagram at Built Different LLC. Chase, you're the best man. Always one of my favorites to talk to. Thank you for taking time out with all this stuff here during uh, exciting time, but crazy time. Um, I wish you the best moving forward. For sure. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Yeah. Bye.